Hey guys, welcome to the MC Anime Podcast. We cover anime, geek culture, Japanese aesthetics, and Asian studies. We are a multi fandom podcast, and you can expect to hear topics in your favorite hobby or fandom activity potentially. You can find MC Anime on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. Also, please check out mcanimepodcast.com, our website. Furthermore, stay tuned in for another episode. Hey guys, Mason from another segment on MC Anime Podcast Anime with you. Today we'll be doing another TV show review. I want before we get to that, I want to thank you for Engine's Family Op Entertainment for giving me the opportunity to be a content provider. If you want to be a content provider or watch your favorite content providers on the platform, please go ahead. If you will be an audience member, it's only $3 a month. Please remember that, give you support, and get exclusive content right on the platform for multiple channels, multiple genres, and entertainment for you guys. Although I do, today's episode in this segment is going to be the TV show review of The Magicians. Magicians is interesting. There's a show on Netflix, which is Netflix original, and tells the story of Quentin Cold War. He's a grad student at Breakbills College for Magicians. He's been fascinated as a young kid of the idea of magic and the fantasy world that he read in the book. But he soon discovers that not only is the, the place that he read as a child is real, but it also has lots of dangers not told in the original story. So kind of like Fairy tales only tell you the, some of what actually happened, that actually tell you what it actually means. You know, it's not all fancy and pretty like Disney puts it out to be. The grim tales are the original, and it takes a dark twist. That's kind of what the concept here is. Not everything you read in the book should be taken for granted. For the example, not everything is included of the bad guys, magic, cause dark magic, stuff like that. They had to fight it, figure out themselves after the fact. So they kind of become like magic detectives, kind of. In a way, they discover what causes magic to be in flux. They not only give time a day, what magic could be, but also research ways to navigate against the enemy, how to beat them, how, you know, creative ways to trap them, to kill them, stuff like that. It's kind of interesting in the ways of the, of the story to that develop to find a way to beat. That's the main focus, but there is some side elements that were really cool. For example, you have characters that have multiple, perhaps even, you know, four or five relationships throughout the seasons. They have an enormous struggle. You can relate to them because, you know, they think of negative thoughts. 
They think uh, they're not what they do is not enough, or they place a breaking point of struggle and just bad stuff that just sets them on edge. It's really interesting seeing everything you do as a opposite but equal reaction. If you did this magic spell, it caused you this. However, if you're not, say, capable of doing that spell, you can get transformed to like a Niffin, which is literally your magic being used up to the point you become a astral, you become like a ghost, but a magic ghost. I don't know. You become something that's not yourself anymore. You basically burn alive because you're not powerful enough to cast whatever magic you're using. Or you're using it and you're still not powerful enough to use it, basically. You disappear. And it's a classification of a creature that is no longer human and usually gets stills in a box. But, you know, that's just one example. The place is called Philip. That's another backwater country that has no development. They solely depend on magic for everything. And we're introduced to one of the main, you know, the main characters that are part of the team, being the High King and stuff like that. And what we see is the High King does this. A backworld culture that cannot take back from the Middle Ages who knows nothing about society and literally has a farming background in Iowa. And literally teach them how to farm, how to rule, eat, you know, they get be flown, come back, there's new rules, there's a time skip. You know, there's a bouncing point of Philly, the school, outside of the school, going back to the school, going back to Philly. Using the messenger rabbits to send this message. But he's hoeing. Philly's in danger. Ah, fuck me. I think my favorite message of the rabbits is when instead of, you know, a pregnancy test in the real world, in Philly, all you have to do is use a rabbit and they'll tell you, crack it, crack it. They have this like deep voice. And they, it's kind of funny. When you first get introduced to the rabbits, rabbits can jump, jump between worlds very easily, make them a really good messenger of pigeon, except the rabbits. And they sound like they have a horse throat or a frog in their throat. I don't know. They have a very deep voice. So, yeah, it's philly. Anything can happen at any time. You got talking bears they are able to give consent. They are intelligent animals. You have a chaos god and a oral god. Hey, it's a, just a bunch of, it, it's like backward, but also makes sense, but it's also Philly. And the term, you know, it's Philly, expect it whenever it is, is kind of what happens in that world. The right, it has, it has logic, but it didn't show you that it's completely crazy and random. And it just does the random stuff and the traditions and customs is so well interested. Sometimes those customs come back by the main characters and they have to like get out of the situation caused by the weird custom. Like, I don't know. We had to make a promise to be high king to make this weapon that is forged to kill the beast. Oh, but I have to marry them into 
royal blood. You know, you, you have this promise to make a knife, but in return, you have to uh, give them a, something about royal blood marriage. And, you know, years later, they have to marry such person, and they have to deliver on the promise because the time in Philly is a lot faster than us. They could be a couple of days, but they could have been months on Philly. So when you really look at the time span, it's a lot quicker. But not many uh, shows like The Magicians have an entirely different circumstance that mean worlds. But it's kind of overlapping theme at this point of new world. You have the library, the order, you know, this realm with Philly, pocket dimension, final hero, travel there, world's out, gray and black. Uh, we even have a traveler on the team who can literally jump to, between memories, fast, different worlds, different realms. It's very interesting how it's set up. It's just crazy enough to keep you on your toes. And also, it's not PG. It actually plays onto the horror of magic. It's MA for a reason. Mature audience, nudity, language, violence. You know, uh, they don't pain the death at all. It's pretty gruesome at times. People burning alive because of magic overuse or beheadings on film. They don't cut off. They actually see the head in the actual cutting in the scene. You know, uh, there was a lot of viewer discretion. There was uh, rape, uh, um, death. There's a lot of serious topics that need to be alerted and talked about. It brings a sense of realness to the show. It connects with characters and it has these different plot points that not always can be comprehended, but you have to pay attention. Each season of The Magicians is about 13 episodes. There's five total seasons in total. But at the end of the day, Quentin and the team has to basically battle the forces at hand. And sometimes, like season two, season three, you actually see the consequence of the previous season. So now they had to be in a world with the consequences of fixing this problem, but they let another problem take its place, kind of thing. So it's really a parallel of we did this, we achieved it, however, we have another problem. Like, for example, they kill a god, magic bummers come in and shut off all the magic. They go on a quest to restore all the magic with seven keys. They do that, the library takes over. The order, now they control magic. Now, we have the problem of, I don't know, an organization that only gives you some magic but using extra magic. But we have this, the nameless problem to escape from the castle. 
was released from the key. And then in the fourth season, we had the wellspring, which is literally the definition of magic. The entire time, magic is always in flux, in danger, or something going on. Like fourth season, wellspring is like almost taken out to the point it's low. Very, you know, the danger of magic could be destroyed. That comes to reality. The push, the main character has been drinking the entire time, drained to the point where it's hard to, you know, come back. Oh, let's see. We fixed the wellspring problem by making a deal with fairies. However, here the give up the royalty queen has to give up a child and raise it as a as a fairy instead of a human. You know, there's like that's a perfect example. Magic comes with a price. And the price of going to pay for it has lasting consequences that is part of the theme of the show. So at some point, either magic is being threatened, we have no magic at all. Now we have magic fixed. However, we are restricted to how much we can use by this organization. And then we basically, oh, wait, organization's done. So now we can have the, the magic back, right? However, too much magic is not a problem. Now we have all these situations happening because there's too much magic in the world. So it kind of goes back to the fact of, you know, those new circumstances for magic. You have to fix it. Those searches, this bra uh, blackout, burnout. Uh, so, you know, there's not enough magic. There's very too much magic. It really comes down to how it's portrayed because there is different storyline within the speech. There's like two or three that we see of like focus on characters, like Quentin and Alice have their storyline. Then we see, like, Joya's introduction without being, if they call it, Hope finding her past as a head witch. And then she goes out of the head witch, where he's like, not what for, finds her own past. You know, Kyle building point of, oh, and now I'm a powerful being. Now I'm not. Now I'm human. Now I'm back to using magic. I can't use magic, kind of thing. Quentin is lucky because he's that main character is not always so powerful, but has main people around him to support him. Like the entire team is Pity, the traveler. Alice, the metamath uh, magic scholar. Quentin, the, the pure believer of magic. Goya, the independent person who does their own magic, but helps the team. Then we have Margot, the one who's the warrior. Elliot, who's the social drinker, but Bard said that he can... I don't know, it's what was anyway. And then you also go into my real character who's like had a bad history with a traitor as a Judas out of redemption art, and the dean, the librarian. Like, there's these different characters that get introduced, and it's just like, oh, I gotta go to this person for a deal. Oh, 
They're not going to like me. The last time we got on the loan's foot, he... I'm able to help you, however, you need to figure out how to do this. There's always something like, but you have to do this to do this. So it's kind of interesting seeing the development of not only do they have to find the person, they give them the information, but what do they want and what tell them to give to help them. And to be honest, that's not a lot of good people like in the show. Most people are just out for themselves. What have they have to gain or or the help kind of thing? It's always not so cut and dry on oh, we do this, you get this. Sometimes you get this, but they can still betray you, and then you have to deal with it at the, at the end. So it's not always exactly the perfect solution, but that's why it works so well in the show. In my opinion, it, it's what the show is all about. Magic is something that even if you fix it, there's always going to be something else that comes back in its place. They're either similar or worse. The way it was before. So when you think about it, that's how it goes. But overall, Magicians is a good show. 7.5 out of 10. Parallel plot points and characters. There's multiple interests for the characters to explore. How they're going to be. And overall, what is going to happen is a mystery. And just seeing the inner workings of fantasy built with the school plus going back and forth of the different storytelling is what the show's about. And this includes a segment of podcast and review provided by any streaming entertainment. So that's it. Hope this was good. If you're a believer of magic, school academy. Different worlds, fantasy, stuff like that. Give it a try. Supernatural is a big part. Intelligent animals also plays a part. Spells and magic, not always being the cost and the effect, can definitely be something that was watching depending on the audience, how you perceive it. With that, that is Mason signing off. Enjoy your day. This concludes another episode of MC Anime Podcast. MC Anime Podcast is available on podcast directories like Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. We also have our website at mcanimepodcast.com. If you want to directly support us, then follow Patreon blog MC Anime. Finally, if you want services for hire, then we're available on Fiverr for audio and video production, graphic design, idea consulting, and blog and article writing. 